Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 3, The Queen's Justice Feedback Show. And I'm not alone today. I have with me a guest, a good friend here on the podcast. Or, or well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume. A friend on the podcast. Rorist <laughs> is here tonight. And, uh, and we also have, not alone, we also have with us the live motherfucking chat that's in there. I can see Phil H, Jon Snow, Timo, Derek, Maiden of Darkness, Analysis of the Thrones. All of our friends will be popping in the chat in and out here tonight. But tonight is the feedback show, which is more about the messages that are sent to me ahead of time. I have a list of uh, some messages, emails, texts, and some comments on the YouTube video of stuff they want us to talk about tonight. So I have the list. I have a couple of voicemails as well. But it's not too late to get your calls in at 781-990-8509 to get your voicemail or text in. Or if you want to call in and talk to us live. If you're brave and you want to talk to us live, you can call in at 657-383-0370. Again, that's 657-383-0370. We'll be taking some calls towards the end of the show and intermixed in there. And great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat here today. And thank you so much, Rorst. And if people don't know Rorst, you can check her out on YouTube. She does a lot of Game of Thrones content, also does some Star Wars stuff. She used to do the CW shows before she stopped not wanting to watch 90210 anymore. And yeah, uh, so much fucking drama. I can't handle it. One too many Laurel Lance situations. What's funny is when we first started talking about this about a year ago to have you on, I remember it was right at the end of Game of Thrones and you were dealing with a little bit of Game of Thrones fatigue. And you were like, maybe we could talk about the CW shows. And then I, I was so tired by the end of Game of Thrones. And you're like, let's talk Game of Thrones. I'm like, what if we didn't? What if we talked about something else? We still have The Walking Dead we can talk about. Yeah, we can definitely. I'm not giving that up. Absolutely. We talk about The Walking Dead a lot. So maybe uh, maybe we can have share some of your thoughts during the Walking Dead season as well. But everyone in the live chat, so great to see all of you guys. We got Broke, Maiden of Darkness, Mike, Bushnell, great to see you in the chat, Mike. Great to see Phil, great to see Felicia. Everybody, a couple people saying, uh, is the sound gone for anyone else? Just reset, just refresh in the chat, tell people to refresh. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into the questions because we have a boatload of questions to get into today. Oh, wait, do we have Phil H? Phil H is in the chat. Oh, Phil H, Phil H is the bomb. I love Phil H. He is. Far. He is awesome. And please also, I know Rorst sometimes can sound like a, uh, she can sometimes be taken over by the robot, robot overlords. So if Rorst sounds like a robot to anybody, just pop it in the chat and let her know and she can do her little uh, uh, exorcism of of uh, Bender. <laughs> Basically what it is. Yeah. Exterminate. But yes, Phil H. Phil H. just is uh, recently joined our Discord group and he's awesome. We actually do have a question, uh, question, piggyback question from Phil H. later in the show about Sansa. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, we, we got a lot of uh, Sansa questions tonight. Okay, so this first question of the night is from BBM, the broke black man, master of the Funkos. He says, based on the second and third episode, should Danny continue or ignore Tyrion's battle plans? What do you think about that, Roars? Uh, first off, I don't think you are the lord of Funko Pops. You're going to have to fight the Bat Productions for that because Kevin has hundreds of them. <laughs> He's a psycho. Uh, I think she should stop ignore or she should start ignoring Tyrion's advice. He's trying to be more political instead of having sound military advice for her. And she just needs to go in there and she needs to show her might. So I think definitely she needs to stop listening to Tyrion. And I think she will this next episode on Sunday. She'll finally realize, okay, no more clever plans as we saw in that preview. 
let's get down to business. Exactly. And I also think Tyrion is acting a little bit too emotional about the situation and he's getting involved. He wanted to get Casterly Rock partially because I think he has a not a vendetta or something something with Cersei. No Cersei wants to wants to wipe her out before she wipes out and wants to in some way feel like he's one step ahead of her ahead of her or can kind of punch her in the face and or yell at her and look at her in the eyes at the same time as it. And I think he focused all of that energy and that was used against him as well. Tyrion is good at at people and understanding people. Military strategies is not Tyrion's strong suit. So maybe hopefully she has a couple people there at Dragonstone that know more about military strategy than Tyrion, so maybe she can look to Davos or Jon for maybe some attention, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think she's gonna go, I'm gonna burn people! And go off and fly and burn people. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is pretty good at that. I think also part of the issue with Tyrion is it was more emotional because he wanted to be, he should have been Lord of Casterly Rock. Yep. He was told by his father, you never will be. So I think part of this was kind of showing his dad too in an emotional thing of taking his family home. Because I'm, I'm more than sure he believes that once Danny takes the Seven Kingdoms, he'll be Lord of Casterly Rock, her hand of the Queen as well. But he will have the Westerlands under his control as well, and finally have what's been denied to him for so long. So it was an emotional thing too. Tyrion, for some reason, is being a lot more emotional than he should be this season. It's yeah. a little frustrating. It it is, and I think. I think it's it's better than having him constantly making cock jokes back and forth with uh, with Varys, but we have uh, Euron and Jamie for that comic relief now. But I, I agree, it, he is being a very emotional this season, and I wonder, this, this is a question we get later, but to connect the dots a little bit, I wonder what's going to happen, and I forget who asked this question, I'll give you guys, give you credit later. Now that Jamie knows the real information, this just didn't occur to me in the moment, I kept thinking about other things. Will Jamie, when Jamie tells Cersei that Tyrion did not kill Joffrey, is that going to matter to Cersei at all about her opinions of Tyrion? I don't think so. I think she's she's going to, well, he killed my mother anyways, and he might have been in on it or anything like that. Yeah, I, I can't see her even acknowledging that that is true. And it's crazy to me that part of me was like, well, maybe she'd understand the chain of events. So maybe she would go, oh, my God, by accusing an innocent man of poisoning Joffrey and killing him it then caused him to have a trial by combat that then caused Oberyn to be killed then caused the Sand Snakes to want revenge and then they ended up killing my daughter and like part of me wants Cersei to realize that her fear of Tyrion has done nothing but bring misery to her life and that that mistrust but I just don't think she's smart enough or she is so paranoid yeah. that she's not going to be able to accept her role and what happened to her children. And and Tommen too, you could almost say, was a chain result of his sister dying, and then obviously what Cersei did with the Sep. So it's sad, because you're right. Uh, Jamie could go and tell her, you know, this is this is who really killed our son, and she won't care. No, not Tyrion's even a little still bit. still going to be the monster. Not even a little bit. She she decided her, her, his, her opinion of him the moment he killed her mother, let alone if we want to say that the Valonqar is part of the show and they just haven't shown it yet to surprise where that's going to end up. She also, in her mind, somewhere within that, 
is is deathly paranoid of Tyrion killing her too probably so she yep. she wants to wipe him out no matter what it's it's I have to kill all my enemies it's Michael Corleone at the end of the Godfather I need to kill everybody if one little thing is left beating I have to I have to wipe every enemy out of existence we had Craig Delulo for a for a two dollar uh, super chat donation because Rorist rocks which gets a spin of the magic wheel. Oh. Oh, woo. thank you so There's much. There's not My Little Pony on that wheel, is there? Uh, we could put it on. We could put it on there. I didn't want to assume you wanted to give away your uh, <laughs> give away your My Little Pony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was what did it land on? It landed on review, commentary, cast, or or uh, or live video of your choice. So basically, what you get, Craig, is if you want to email me privately at igotissuesman at gmail.com, I will either do a live commentary watch where I watch a movie or a television show of your choice and do a live, you know, talky commentary kind of thing out of it, do a podcast on it, or make a short video review. So email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. You've won a, congratulations, you've won a review. So anything you want. Anything. Yeah, I need to get a wheel like that or something. That's awesome. It's cool. I mean, it's a little extra thing if people are giving super chat, want to give back a little bit. Might as well play silly carnival games. <laughs> That's really cool. Man, I'm gonna start stealing all your ideas. Hey, hey, Watch hey. out. Mel. As long as you give me, as long as you uh, give me credit for it, uh, you can steal all my ideas. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Question: Do you think that Mel was telling the truth about Varys's death in the past? She's gotten things wrong. I personally think she was kind of fucking with him and giving him one of those overly vague predictions. Yes. Rory. Oh, you're gonna die in the country on the continent yeah. you live on? What a shock! That someone wrote in the comment section of my video after I said what a shocker, and they went, "Hey, Roris, you're gonna die in the United <laughs> States." I'm like, "Oh no!" No. <laughs> where I spend most of my time. It's like, Varys, what are you worried about, dude? You, you never you never leave this place pretty much anyways. Occasionally you go to Essos, but... Oh. Yeah. Phil H. missed your shout-out for him, and he's sad now. He's about to leave the room. Oh, come on, Phil oh, H. Oh, Phil, Phil. Extra shout-out for you. Rar, I love you. You are the best. You're the only reason she's on the show tonight. It's because she thought she was connecting with you. She's like, Phil? Oh, it's that. It's Phil H. Dude, Phil H's show oh, tonight. Oh, and then I got here and I'm like, Phil, fuck. Fuck. who the fuck's this yeah, what guy? what the fuck do I have to be? Do I have to continue? Well, I'm here already. I might as well continue. What the fuck? I'm just here for the wheel. I keep eyeing that wheel. <laughs> Someone, the wheel. <laughs> Phil H, don't be a Sansa. Extra, extra shit, says Timo. Uh, so, are not all the Greyjoy ships were destroyed because, yep, uh, uh, I rewatched the episode recently. Uh, Varys specifically says to all but a few of the Greyjoy ships were destroyed. So uh, he said like two or three ships survived, but or th two or three of the ships of that fleet survived. Possibly all the Greyjoys are dead. It was like kind of like two different comments. He goes, most of the fleet was wiped out. All, and Danny goes, all the Greyjoys dead? Potentially. He says something like potentially or probably or something like that. Yeah. Um, so far this season, Danny has, and these are all from Broke Blackman. Uh, so far this season, Danny has received so many losses. What do you think will be the ultimate comeback move? Can we all say it together, everybody? Dragons! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was about to say the Field of Fire yeah. 2.0. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. It's, okay. it's the fucking dragons. Fucking dragons. Yeah. Do you honestly think Jamie will immediately tell Cersei? We, we already talked about this. Do you think he'll immediately tell Cersei? I think Jamie understands that there's, there's probably no win to that. It, I mean, what. He's, I like to think, I'm a big fan of redemption arc stories and think, and I think we're leading us and we're going even further, having what Elena said to Jamie there, having uh, Cersei basically just be so open about their relationship, having her flirt with, 
or even to use Euron in front of him. I th I'm hoping this is the season Jamie slams down the golden fist and says, fuck no more. So I'm hoping that he's starting to realize how to play her and he's going to realize she's not going to, he's going to realize what Roris was saying early. She, she's not going to give two flying fucks that Tyrion didn't do this. Yeah, you know, I can see him maybe in the very end of the season starting to realize it, but I don't think we'll see a dramatic yeah. him kind of saying fuck off to her until the last season. Fuck redemptions. So. Fuck redemptions, says Tom himself in the live chat. <laughs> Does Euron have a magical spell that gives him radar to be able to find everyone? And his ship also has super speed because it can just fly around. But uh, but we're, we're going to get to a question like that from Timo a little bit later about time travel and all that sort of stuff. So this is from Sean from L.A. Question, do, what path to get back to Dragonstone the North should the Unsullied take? Uh, dragon? Uh, can the dragon, can, can they put up like a little cart, a little boat? Can they take the remaining boat and put them all in the boat and have the dragons just fly them out of there? Um, I don't know if they're even going to be a factor for the rest of this season. I mean, they're, they're stuck out there and Danny's going to go have other shit to do and want to burn that Lannister fleet. So maybe after she burns the fleet, they'll, they'll maybe take, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Roar, do you have any uh, opinion on that? she has a super fast dragon why can't she just get on the dragon real quick go over to casterly rock have a conversation with them let them know what's going on oh yep i fucked up Tyrion fucked up and then go to field the fire or do it after the field of fire i just you have this dragon <laughs> that can go at fast speeds fucking use it and communicate no. but i do if they have to walk over they unfortunately are going to have to go through the westerlands unless we have a Euron thing where we build a thousand ships again. Oh, I see your technical difficulties up. Oh my God. Sorry. This and is... it's with Cersei and Ilaria. That's perfect. Yeah. What was your, what was your favorite aspect? That, that's a question we get later. What's, what was your favorite aspect of this scene? Someone said, that's a text. Let me go over to my text message line so I can get this question right. Uh, what was area code 202? My name is Jessica and I can't believe you guys are doing this. It's literally my two favorite YouTubers getting together. I'm like a pig and shit. Aww. Aww. Uh, we'll roll right around that shit with you. My question is just <laughs> simply, what was your favorite part of the Cersei killing the sand snakes? My favorite part was the why did you do this and uh and that was one of my favorite parts too because i like to imagine that was the collective voice of the audience uh saying that to the show creators about dorn and this was the final piece of dorn dying oh god why did you do this to us with dorn i didn't even think about that i i thought it was just so emotional when although someone said oh i laughed at that i was like really because i thought her acting was amazing yeah so good uh, cersei's actress yeah when she goes why did you take her from me? I was like, I felt sympathy for Cersei, which I I rarely, rarely do. So um, honestly, my favorite part was after she kisses her and then Tien goes, Mama? And they go back and like they're looking at and staring at each other down. To me, that was just really cool. It was just, it was all very well acted. And it's sad because we didn't get a lot from the Sand Snakes. We didn't get a lot from Ilaria after the season with Oberyn. But that acting was phenomenal. Everyone in that scene. It's like, yep. why couldn't we have had more of that with the Dorn plot? That mom, even even the small line of the mama was, especially in my rewatch, I was like, oh, wow. That was like a really good line delivery on that where she's just like, mama. And you just, it connects back to the earlier scene this season when they were playing mama in the, in the bottom of the boat and there was not a care in the world. Excuse me. And it was just this, 
even within that one line, maybe I added some meaning to it, but it was, it was, what have we done? What have you got me into in the looks on their eyes? And I think I also relate to Cersei because forget all the stupidity on the Dorne plot if we're going to take it for the face value of what happened. Cersei is a hundred fucking percent right in everything she's saying to Ilaria in that scene. And most, and at least I've screamed that from the hilltops. Over, the Viper offered himself to that fight. He did not get forced to fight as Tyrion's. He beat the mountain. He had him down, and he talked shit and got fucked because of it. And oh, yeah. And, and how how do you honor his memory by killing the, the, a little girl and his brother? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's like you just went against everything he stood for. It, they were just spitting on his image, and it was so disappointing because I don't know if you remember Alaria's speech in the books yeah about, about like peace about like holding and, the peace and stuff and, and all that shit right it's all that shit and when right? does it when does it stop you know yeah, if, well, if you kill this person then their children have to get revenge for this or you yeah. know it the revenge cycle just goes on and on and on you tell one lie it leads to another then you tell two <laughs> lies cover each other. yeah it, it does and ultimately the whole thing started because children were sensible senselessly murdered and what did you do you senselessly killed a child that was in love yeah. with your prince. Like what that like legitimate love that could have been the where Tyrion is right and what he did do the right thing was to try to send Marcella there to foster a peace with Dorne. And it would have the next generation might have had peace with Dorne and the Lannisters if the two of them were raised after Cersei's dead and buried, and Marcella's probably a better person and could be raised in that because of Tyrion's influence, because of of not having too much of Cersei involved with her and too much of Joffrey. She could have been a good person. And we know at least the Tristane we met on the show seemed like he could have eventually grown into a you know, grown into a warm, uh, good leader, someone like Durant, Durant. It, it's uh, Dr. Bashir, but it's just, uh, it's just sad. It's sad. Yeah, no, it, it really is. And it just, it completely went against everything he stood for. And that's, I think that's another reason why people hated Dorne so much. Yeah, forget, forget like the fact that season five, a lot of the scenes were acted poorly or, or staged poorly. It's just more the. Oh my god! The fighting in the gardens. It was. Oh! 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 Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Let me do my dramatic display, and I'll wait for you. Yeah. It just. Ungodly. Painful. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Oh, it was hard. It was hard. It was so hard. It's. It's amazing to think that that was the same season that had Hard Home in it. When you really stop and like look at the whole season, uh, with with a fine tune, fine tooth, uh pain in my ass. Anyways, area code 617. Like your show and I binge Roar's videos in the background at work sometimes. I'm at work, so unfortunately I can't call in. Is, uh, uh, I was to say, even with my swear words sometimes, <laughs> ooh, that's a dangerous That is very play. dangerous. Is there, uh, is there, should be showing the opposite? It's interesting that they seem to be showing the opposite of what book Cersei showed, showed her competence to be. So are you, are you, uh, I guess, uh, to get the question, are you, do you, is show Cersei more competent to you than book Cersei? Oh my God, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, it cracked me up when the the Iron Bank, he, he was saying to her, Iron Banker, not the actual Iron Bank, was saying, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're Tywin. It's like in the book, she is absolutely not Tywin. Nope. She is, she's insane. She sees enemies in the shadows. She's making moves that are constantly stupid. And then we have show Cersei, who isn't quite as crazy. She's still a little crazy, but she she's way more competent in the in the show. It's it's insane the level of difference between book 
versus show. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Now this is our a voicemail that we're going to take, and I think this is more of uh, this is from our good friend Antoine Thomas. So let's let's listen to Antoine's message right now. My name is Antoine Thomas. I was watching YouTube and they talking about the young Griff Aegon. Now this is before this show ends. We are desperate to know will. A guy show up. Will Young Chris show up? No. That is the biggest important piece of the puzzle of this whole Game of Thrones situation, as well as Jane Paul. But that's another question another time. But I'm going to let Phil get with his guests, and they're going to talk about Young Griff. And will we see him fighting the side, alongside Daenerys and and Jon Snow against the White Walkers. We would love to see that if Young Griff is going to be in the show. That means that Cersei Lannister and Jamie Lannister, I believe Jamie Lannister is going to be killed by Young Griff. <laughs> I'm not sure going to bet because King Thomas was supposed to face Young Griff, but he committed suicide, so that possibility storyline was thrown out. But don't be surprised. HBO might finally... Oh, whoops. HBO might finally... I have one thing to say to that. <laughs> Antoine Thomas, I like where your head is at. I'm going to let Roar stand to this as well, too. But I just think the show is going to skip that. I think if we're going to get any of that, you're a Targaryen, I'm not a Targaryen stuff, it's going to be through Jon. They're going to they're going to simplify it and give maybe some elements of that to Jon in like the, are, he's a, he says he's a Targaryen, who can prove that, blah, 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 or whatever. So I, I, I would love for you to be right in your message. I don't want to make it seem like I'm making fun of your point. I think, you know, I'd love for you to be right, but I don't think that's going to happen on the show. Worst? Uh, I I would eat a hat if he, <laughs> if he was on the show. He's absolutely not going to be on the show, unfortunately. If we had a few more seasons, I could see that happening. I could see them introducing him, but it would just it would complicate things way too much. Yeah, I think it would be way too much for show only watchers to be like, okay, there's a there's a, an, another Targaryen yeah. who may not be a Targaryen. What? I just I think it just would slow everything down so much. And we already see how quickly they're jumping ahead this season so yeah unfortunately we're never gonna see him and for people like me that don't like fake Aegon as I call him to me it's all the proof I need that he's not a yeah. Targaryen me even too. though I hate when people go oh the show is the books it's not but but the end game of the show is theoretically the same as the books at least that final moment that they know about so if he's not going to be a factor at the end that, yeah I, I totally see what you're saying oh we got Scout Teeny Productions that gives us $5 Canadian we're all waiting for you to talk about the Tyrion Hodor <laughs> we'll get to that Tyrion Hodor spin for you my friend spin for you Scout uh, I feel like we can music with this wheel spinning oh that's good I, I wanted to get a wheel that makes the the uh, wheel of fortune do 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 oh, be amazing but but you're right but it's funny you say that because i've been thinking about just adding a sound adding a sound effect when it uh when it when it spins or playing some sort of like uh sorry i've got like 10 10 mice in front of me right now playing like some sort of song like this is the spinning wheel this isn't the right song though <laughs> uh, no. i kind of like that song this is a song about uh majora's mask from legend of zelda grab your sword and shield 
I, I, am, I selfishly play all my own band's music because uh, I don't have to deal with copyright and I'm, uh, you know, self-serving as well because, you know, I'm, of course, a narcissist that only wants to play my own band's music. Video game music? It, it's it's more of a rock band that we cover that I make songs about. You know, like I have a song about Tony Danza and I have a song about Uncle Buck and uh, that's a song that happens to be a song about Zelda. That is cool. Any, anyways, as I, here's my fucking music. Now, now you spun that wheel twice. I and did. I one of them was Phil Drink. It was so. Phil Drink, and I like that better than the second option, which was Phil do ten push-ups, because I, because I don't want to do ten push-ups right now. <laughs> uh, Amanda says I have a Weird Al vibe. Yes, I do, and I, as I've told the story many times. I met Weird Al once, and I walked up to him. I saw him on the bus, and I said, uh, he was on his Weird Al's awesome guy. He hangs out after shows, and we'll meet every single person in the shows and I, and I went on and go dad and he goes maybe and he goes come here and he sat down and he took a picture oh. with me and if anyone's oh. friends with me on Facebook you can find that picture on Facebook isn't that weird Al and, and right in front of you yep and that's weird Al right in front of me yeah that's what I thought yep which is interesting that oh no that's just gonna get really silly weird that it's Simpsons weird Al but on Simps on the episode where Simpsons weird Al's on he has a mustache but in the toy he doesn't it's weird well, that is weird. It is and now that you put him closer, I could see he was a Simpson doll. Yeah. From far away, it just kind of looks like he has normal skin tone. <laughs> so our next question is, if Stannis had lived, and this is from Antoine Thomas again, Stannis had lived, could he have possibly rallied all the northern houses to stop Euron and the Greyjoys' fleet or fight the White Walkers? Do you think Stannis had any chance if he had lived to rally northern houses together? Uh, I think they may have gone the same route in the books where he's getting northerners to their his side, but how loyal they are is kind of eh, that he's mostly just trying to avenge the Starks or get a Stark in Winterfell or rescue Arya, well, fake Arya. Yep. Um, so I think he could just like in the books, but it would be more of a, a fragile alliance where the North is using him to get what they want. Um, people in the live chat said your robot voice is on. Check the, uh, do your little, uh, do your uh, robot exorcism. And I, and I know you're working on getting, uh, I was watching your stream last night. Help Roar Stout, she's working on getting a new computer and stuff like that. So the, to exercise all robots from the world. I know it's, oh, it's, it's it gone. It's to be my computer. Is it better? Yeah, it's gone. Oh, yay. Okay. So, uh, think of that fix. so let's take, this is a little bit of a longer question. Excuse me. This is from Leslie from Chicago, a.k.a. the Warden of the Midwest. <laughs> Great name. Excuse me, Wardeness of the Midwest. What potential scene are you looking forward to seeing at the end of this season? For me, it would be the horn at Castle Black getting blown three times to warn that the White Walkers are at the wall. I predict that the next episode, the Lannisters' forces uh, will be disseminated, blah, blah, blah. The Iron Bake will give the middle finger to Cersei. Only a fool would meet the Dothraki in open field. Or, and I remember the words, in the words of King Robert, only a fool would meet the Dothraki in open field. <coughs> Jamie Lannister. I swear, Jamie fucking Lannister. What a piece of shit. I hope that Drogon eats that motherfucker and shits him out in front of Cersei. So who's oh, dumb enough to charge a, a I know there's a lot of that was a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff in there. What scene am I most looking forward to? I'm most looking forward to seeing Jamie Lannister charge a motherfucking dragon on the battlefield and fucking be pissed off. I want to see Jamie do stuff. That's what Jamie's one of my favorite characters from the beginning for all of his warts and all. And I like what I've seen from him this season. He seems like child to, murderers or uh, attempted he, child murderers. He, he gave her he gave Bran the powers. He did it as a favor. No, I, I know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I love it. He, if Bran could talk to him now, he'd thank him, Ross. He'd be like, he'd be like, thank you for thank you for unlocking my. No, he wouldn't. 
But I thank you for clipping me. Thank you for clipping me. I I like to blame that all on Cersei. No, but it's it is Jamie's fault. The things he do, does for love. But since that point, even within that, I like flawed characters, and he is for so long he was either humping around in Dorne doing something stupid I didn't care about. It, this is the first time in a while he's been doing business that I'm enjoying. Even last season with the Blackfish, I liked that, but I that was not as, as much as I wanted it to be. So it's it's we're getting a little bit more of Jamie in some of the better scenes of the episodes. And I and I like that. He was in for me the best scene of the this last episode with Elena and he held on, held his held his ground as an actor with her one one for one. And his temper. I was really surprised after she admitted that and he was able to just walk away and realize yep. it was an old woman getting her last dig in before dying and that he had the strength to just let it go. Yep. And not kill her in a really painful way. Uh, uh, I would say, I want to say first off, when we're talking about what's going to be my favorite thing for the end of the season, I'm not a John and Daenerys shipper at all. Me neither. Like it's just people... <laughs> People have been sending me messages going, are you really into incest? I'm like, no, I swear. But I just wanted all the people that are freaking out about John and Danny getting together. I just wanted, I want to see the rage across the internet after they have sex. Oh, and it's then it's it's revealed that their aunt and nephew, I mean, they already have, but Bran outright says it at the end of right. the season. They're, they're going to they're gonna make it, they're going to make it obvious, obvious by the end of the season. Because I was talking to somebody, I have a lot of friends that watch Game of Thrones, but they're not as, say, obsessive as I am about it and read and watch all videos and stuff and make videos about it. So I was talking to someone this week and I was saying, oh yeah, John and Danny are, are nephew, or niece or he's her nephew, and they were like, oh, you don't know that for sure. And I was like, last season, the Tower of Joy thing, that was the baby went the transition to John. I mean, what the hell do you they think? They even that released uh, an infographic on it. Yeah, and they HBO were like, but you, don't, confirmed it. but you don't know that. And I'm like, okay, so, that, so this is why they have to make things so painfully obvious, and that's why, exactly, Bran is directly going to probably say it this season, straight out, and just be like, yep, that's what it is. I need to talk to, I need to, talk to John. I do. Yeah, he said that in that bland, creepy voice. I, John, yes. Yes, John. I need to talk to John. I need to tell him how beautifully he looked in those caves. I need to talk to him. Now, this speaking of John and uh, John and Bran, Phil, do you think that Bran knows that John wants to know about his mom, or do you think he just found it out in the vision? I think he grew up with John. He, he John Snow seems like the type of person that doesn't have to say anything to be able to read him, and Bran doesn't have to have warring powers to read John Snow. Obviously, he wants to know who his mother is in that situation. Not to mention, Bran also knows that John has the most connection, as in fighting and seeing the the Night Night King. So he knows that he's the one that he needs to talk to. Um, let's see. Do you think this is from Area Code Seven Six Zero? Do you think these last two episodes will be the catalyst for Danny to ignore? Oh, we already kind of hit on this one earlier. Two five three. Hey guys, uh, love the show. Just wondering if there's any way that Grey Worm can get out of the situation uh, at Castle Rock alive. I would hate to see him die. It's a little bit different than earlier. Roris, do you think Grey Worm survives this season? You know, I originally, in the beginning of the season, thought that he was going to die, and that's why they were working up the Masande Grey Worm. No, they were just wasting our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I think maybe he's going to die next season, and then them being at Casterly Rock is a way to get rid of the Unsullied for the rest of the season. And then we won't see them again until season eight, and then Grey Worm will probably die in the end fight. Yep. I honestly still believe 
each of the people are going to, um, Cersei, John, and Danny are each going to lose someone very close to them <laughs> by the end of either this season or the beginning of next season. So I got distracted by Peter Griffin in the live chat. It says Bran is on the limitless pill. <laughs> he's, he's he's hanging out with Bradley Cooper. Um, okay, here we go into our Sansa discussion of the day. Now I've got I'm gonna play read three different messages. This first one is pro Sansa, and then I'm going to read two other messages that are a little bit against Sansa. Now, uh, this is from Analysis of Thrones, who is the number one, number one uh, Sansa fanboy here. Hey, Phil, just sending a message about the Lady of Winterfell, Sansa. She was really spectacular in this episode, in my opinion, making strong moves to help better the position of House Stark in the North. And very interesting to see her instantaneously offering to give up command of Winterfell to Bran. I don't know if she was into... Okay, anyways. Hard to call her power-hungry after that. And what a power moment when her and Bran were reunited. Shed a tear. Great day to be a fan of Ned Stark's eldest daughter. Long live Sansa Stark. So ultimately my question is, why is she so awesome? Boy, that was laid on very thick. Yeah, I I, th- I can't lie. I added the why is she so awesome part at the end. So <laughs> the, the message ended with why is she so awesome. And this was a reply from, or not a reply, but this is a, this is a comment from Timo, a question for the feedback show. And this is Timo30, one of the best uh, commenters out there. Why is everyone praising Sansa for doing what the Lady of Winterfell is taught to do? Prep for winter? How is that being a good ruler when we haven't seen her rule over anyone yet? And, and the wonderful Phil H. added to this. And why did D&D write her to be smarter than grown-ass men about the winter? Really, she's a teenager and is a summer child. The grown men working on the armor already experienced a winter would know that there's, if there needs to be leather on the inside of the steel plate. Oh, wait. Dumbass D&D metal plate always gets leather on the inside. D&D are stupider than Sansa, and that isn't saying much. Roris, what are your comments to uh, those three comments? Uh, well, one, I would say she did show some good leadership. She, she was actually trying to take care of her people and she's concerned about it. What I am concerned about is what they said. Basically, a lot of those things were common sense and why, you know, the leather thing, maybe it was a new blacksmith. Maybe Mm -hmm. what they have left is a rookie, a rookie blacksmith. I don't know. <laughs> that might explain that whole thing. And he he just wasn't aware of it. So now he's going to get something from uh, Royce. But I, I do think she showed some good leadership this episode. I'm the first one to tear down Sansa yep. when she does stupid shit. You know, I'm, I'm kind of neutral on her. I don't hate her, but I don't love her. Um, I, I do think she's showing that she is a good leader. I do find it interesting, too, that she was willing to trying to say to Bran, yeah, fuck John. You, you yep. should be in charge of Winterfell. It I didn't even like, think about it like that. Sansa, girl. I mean, I know she never, you know, it was always the bastard because she kind of just listened to what Catelyn said. But yeah, that kind of, to me, was a big fuck you. And she was instantly like, oh, you should be Lord of Winterfell. John, you're my I... only brother. You're my only brother. Bran, you're back. Uh, oh, yeah, John. Yeah, John, John's over there. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I know John's, you know, doing this dangerous meeting with his daughter of that person that killed some family members <laughs> and everything. And he's trying really hard to save us. But fuck that guy. <laughs> you should be in charge. So we get, we get a couple of immediate t- texts we just got here. And this one's from really far away. So I want to make sure I got 
says, hey, Phil, it is uh, from the Netherlands. Question, Stannis gave his fleet to John for a hard home. Maybe the fleet can help Danny. What do you think? Because the fleet was that fleet was big. I think the best thing that's going to help Danny from a fleet standpoint is dragons. But, uh, Bert Roars, do you have any opinion of that? Will, uh, will, will John give Danny his fleet that he got from Stannis? Oh, I was, I was reading this person goes, is Roars doing shots tonight? I am definitely not doing shots tonight. <laughs> I did too many shots on my live chat. I need to dial that back a little bit so I don't regret every Thursday and Monday of my life. Um, you know, I kind of feel like it might be an oversight where we won't yeah, even. I agree. You know, there have been quite a few things that they've just forgotten about or it's been different. My favorite thing is when they edit things incorrectly. So with the hard home battle, John, when John sees them coming and Tormund looks up surprised, he's initially six feet away from John. And then as John turns his head, he's right beside. It's, it's just weird editing. I mean, that stuff happens all the time on this show. Yeah. So I kind of. I kind of let it go. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to get away from that stuff when it comes to uh, television and film in general. So when you start to notice it, when you watch more films and more, watch more TV, you realize, especially, I think the worst time period in history for this kind of stuff is 80s, early 90s movies. If you go back and watch any movies of that era, like the Bevel, oh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, Space, or whatever, it's it's before they were so concentrating on that kind of stuff. Or if you go watch, I recently rewatched Quantum Leap last year and thinking about how the episodes go into each other in the way that we judge television now it just doesn't you know it, it doesn't cross the t's and dot the i's in the way that television does now we just watch it so differently uh, because people are more used to these long form storytellings where everything connects and that's so much more of a part important part of storytelling than it was from a visual aspect it used to be more important in books and stuff now it's important in television as well and in movies make sure that universes are are uh, are uh, that all the canon makes sense for things well, and it's easier nowadays, too, for us to replay it over and over again online. We have easier access to this stuff and forums and stuff. And we have, you know, all yep. of us nerding out online. So yep. you have to be a lot more careful nowadays because if you do make a mistake in your canon, there are going to be literally dozens of us. Yes, everyone will you know. know it. Yeah, we'll pounce, <laughs> yeah, we'll pounce on it. We'll pounce on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially Game of Thrones fans. You have yep. to be really careful with that because we're we're psychos about it. Yep, and as, and especially when you go to other shows and use that same like 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 I don't want to get into a whole Walking Dead thing, but but we we basically my co-host for my show Joe just goes crazy over those kind of things in the Walking Dead. You almost have to just like walk through the graveyard of whistling like do 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 do. I mean, some shows are worse about it than others. Game of Thrones in general is pretty good, but they they're not perfect with it. So, uh, question, had Stannis, oh, this, we already asked that question before. Had Stannis lived, could he have uh, done everything? This is from, do you think that Danny will legitimize Gendry and make him a new ally by making him, excuse me, Lord of Storm, Storm's End? Do you, do you think that Gendry will become Lord of Storm's End? Do you mean, do I think that Gendry will survive going beyond the wall? to get a white, which is what I think is going to happen. I don't know. I, I'm kind of hoping Gendry dies. I think they bring him back just like they did with, um, shoot, why am I blanking? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Rickon, bring them back just to fucking kill him. Yep. I think we're going to have another one of those. <laughs> when was, uh, when was Danny raped and defiled that she tells John, uh, Drogo the first time that they were together. I think she's referring yeah. to that. Yeah, depending on the show or the books, the the raping happens differently, but she she definitely was raped. 
uh, in the books, we get it a little bit more where she was to the point where she wanted to kill herself. Yep. It got so bad. Um, so yeah, she, she was defiled in that way and raped in that way. That line was really surprising to me that though she just came right out and said that though. Yeah, direct, dr whoa, what the hell is going on? Oh, sorry, my computer just make, was making some, yeah, I was surprised she kind of said, said that too. She was very, um, my, my, like my, 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 my wounds are bigger than your wounds kind of thing in that moment. She wanted to show how, uh, sorry, I saw Hannibal Lecter in the live chat, so I had to put this up there. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's scary, yeah, it's scary. Fucking brand. So uh, uh, let's go to our next question. Was So yeah, sorry, I'm bouncing around here. I'm having some uh, technical difficulties myself here as the alcohol kicked in. It was like a wave there. I'm like, ah, oh, there's, there's, no there's not even alcohol in this drink. And then it just hit me like, poof. We'll only forgive you if you do another spin of the wheel soon. Okay, absolutely. I'm, I'm good. I owe I owe some of our patrons a spin of the wheel, and we have a new patron this month. So let me give you a free spin of the wheel for you, motherfucker, and see if you can win Rort's My Little Pony. This wheel excites me so much. I want to do something like this. So we go over to uh, let's go to Melissa from Baltimore. As always, enjoyed your recap and review last night. Just a few thoughts for your feedback show on Thursday. First, Danny's battle losses the last two episodes have confirmed to me that she has a huge skill gap on her team, Tyrion. He's a political strategist, but not a season's battle commander. While it's definitely yeah. pulled some clever moves in the Blackwater without Tywin and the Tyrells, that battle would have ultimately been lost to Stannis. So I'm hoping that one way that Jon might earn uh, more of Danny's respect and trust by providing some much-needed military strategy next week. Jon can't provide with troops, but he and Davos will be able to provide some insight they would turn around. Uh, you're, you're another. Uh, someone else asked that earlier, and I I think that's a cool cool point. But I think what Dr John's gonna say is, if I was you, I'd just attack with your fucking dragons. Why didn't you just attack with your fucking you're, dragons? Your fucking dragons. Yeah. You, you've got yeah. you've got no, three fucking you've got three fucking dragons. The best order of business would have been to take. Which I don't know exactly where Roar stands on this, but I've ranted and raved many times of of the only reason it's. There's two things that are really bothering me as just an overall thing for this season. I think in general, it's really cool. I don't mind the time speed being picked up from a location to location. We have a question about that later. It doesn't bother me because it's consistent throughout except for Bran coming back down from the north. Other than that, they're speeding up time. That's okay. It's just there's two things that are kind of bothering me with this season. And eventually I'll remember again because I, I just forgot. No, that Littlefinger, they've had to make Littlefinger stupid to ultimately get to a point where he's going to make enough mistakes to possibly lead to his death. And number well, they, they got backed into a corner. That's yeah. why. Yeah, he got back. That, that they, they backed him themselves into a corner and they don't know what to do with him it, anymore. And it, yeah, it's a, shame it's a shame what they've done. I am the first person to say fuck Littlefinger. So the fact that I'm defending him shows that yeah. there's something wrong here. They, they, they definitely, they, they made mistakes with Littlefinger this season. Littlefinger should never show his hand, even if his ultimate modus operandi is to get fucking Sansa. If that's what he fucking wants to do, he shouldn't be playing it like this. This is like a creeper. This is me going, hey Ross, I really wanna go on a date with you. Ross, can I go on a date with you? He's like a daily motivational app for her. Like every day <laughs> he's like, you're good at this. Hey, fight every battle. It's like, okay, everything. Everything, you know, shut up, shut up. And the other one is the same thing. I feel like it's great to see Cersei be smart, okay? I like it. Lena Headley plays it, uh, the, that actress plays it incredibly, adds so much to Cersei. I'm enjoying the Lannister aspect of this season. That being said, it still seems a little bit like, 
okay, how are we going to not make it seem so dominant? Oh, we'll have Danny not want to attack. Oh, that's what we'll do. It just seems like I understand what Tyrion was advising her, but that was the wrong advice. She should have listened to Yara. She should have listened to the people that actually had fought battles. Olena and all that. Olena. Well, Olena hasn't fought a battle, but still, even but still, she was. St yeah, exactly. All of those people should have. Someone, someone in the live chat says, "I miss Lady Euron Greyjoy." Says, "I miss stupid Cersei." It's they had to make Cersei seem smart, so this season wouldn't end in two seconds. So it just wouldn't exactly. end with Danny, and that it just seems forced to me in that way because it seems like. Okay, you attack King's Landing, the whole sept was burnt, you don't give them a chance to get their defenses, you get in there, get Cersei out within a fucking day, and then you work on spreading peace throughout. Have minimal casualties as much as you can, but when it really comes down to it, the people are going to thank you for getting crazy Lannister out of there. Come on, come on, Phil, do you know how expensive dragons are? We have those fucking dragons flying around, just taking out all the problems, it, just, it would be too expensive. So instead, we had to make Cersei uh, smarter than what she is. Fuck it. And yeah, I do agree. A lot of this is kind of a little bit of BS in order to even the odds. Because otherwise, how, how would they stand against the Unsullied, the Dothraki, and Three Dragons, and having uh, also a fleet of ships? You wouldn't. Yeah, it, so. and uh, I think your, ro your robot is back haunting you right now. And uh, let me read the let me read the second part of this question. Also, I do feel bad for Tyrion. He finally has a position he deserves with the leader he believes in, and he keeps getting foiled and fucked up by his family. I hope we see him get a win soon. He needs it. Lastly, I know this isn't a popular opinion, but I'm okay with John and Danny getting to get. Oh wait, I gotta get I gotta get a music cue up here. Um, I know this isn't popular, but I'm okay with John and Danny getting together, even though. Even though I grew up in Appalachia, cue banjo music, or if Game of Thrones just broke my perva media, but but Targaryen incest just really doesn't bother me. So with that said, I think one of two things will intrigue Danny about John is that he's not an arrogant alpha male who tries to best Danny by belittling belittle, belittling her or underestimating her. For six seasons now, we've seen dude after dude come at Danny with the Game of Thrones equivalent of a dick pic, and she's almost surprised that John's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's humble, forthright, and earnest, which I think will appeal to her in the long run, despite how frustrated she feels by his stubbornness right now. And ultimately, they do end up pairing in a romance. I think Melisandre's fire and ice comment hints at a larger purpose for the story overall. Thank you, Phil. I can't believe we only have four episodes left. Melissa from Baltimore. Roris, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that was simply an amazing comment. I feel like in some way you need to reward that comment because that was amazing. <laughs> I do think that will intrigue her because he isn't the equivalent of, what was it, sending a dick pic? Yep, Westerosian dick pic. Thank you so much for <laughs> saying that. I now need to take that. Uh, but yeah, I do think they, there is sexual tra- I've never been much about John and Danny getting together. I just don't care. I think that they definitely will. And I think it is because John is very different than other men. And I also think a little bit has to do with he's a lot like Rhaegar, which she never knew Rhaegar, but still she's heard about him. And that can also add to kind of that attraction. Yeah, I, I, I think it's there's there's we have zero. There is zero. I was saying this to a friend earlier today. There is a zero percent chance this season's going by without them having sex. Zero. Zero. I, I, you said eat your hat. I will eat my hat if they don't end up boating by the end of the season. And and I will love Next season, when John learns that 
she is his aunt oh, and yeah. he has just this horrified just like ah! and then if if he just vomits everywhere that would just make that scene yeah it's like the me. team america vomit scene right after that he just turns into this <laughs> this puppet this marionette puking hi phil love what you and your crew do thank you so much for the praise i'll let me get to your question i've been expecting the uh feel free to rip this theory and have fun bantering i've been expecting her vi danny's vision of the throne room in the house of the eye dying was an, a glimpse into the state of things near the end game when they twice now mention that she doesn't want to be queen of the ashes well that makes me expect that the story will certainly punish such a lofty ambitions by doing just that i have a hunch that kyburn's uh kyburn will trigger the destruction of the red keep somehow and King's Landing by injuring or striking down a dragon, which will make the dragon freak out and then set fire, and then all uh, King's Landing will go up because of the uh, the wildfire, and then the other two dragons might go make go mad fury, and Dan Daenerys will lose control of them, even for a momentarily. She'll be helpless to watch her pets turn into mass weapons of destruction. Uh, like Harren held before them, the dragons will roast the Red Keep. We'll see what happens. I fully expect this to be a speculative theory, but it's what I think might happen. Just curious what you guys might think about that. Well, the throne room already looks completely different from her vision. So with Cersei's redecorating, the throne room looks completely different even from that vision. So it's maybe it's a vision of what could be if she went down a certain path. Otherwise, we're starting to have some errors with with that. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe the show writers are just going to be like, oh, well, the throne room looks different now from the vision she had. Maybe no one will remember, even though we're all, all going to remember. I sort of just think that it's what could have been yeah. instead of what is going to be. Yeah. Just a warning to her, basically. I, I, I absolutely agree. Timo, $10 donation from Timo30. Love you, Timo. Wait, gets where's a, the music? I want the music. Oh, wait, Timo gets a spin I'm a, of the... I'm demanding. I'm sorry. No, no please, please be. Keep, produce me. That is fine. Let me, it takes me, a, takes me a second to get my music cues, but here we go. Let's go to a little time crisis, and Timo... You get your spin. Oh, it landed on both take shots, but, but we'll, 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 I'll take a drink for you, Timo, and give you another spin, because you deserve it. Timo! Actually, Timo actually has a song, so I can play, I could actually play Timo's theme song, so. It's Timo's rhythm. Okay. That that is simply amazing. So yeah, Timo, Timo, and oh wow, Timo, amazing. Like people, you just your uh, vibe just wants everyone to drink. So Timo got uh, both take a shot before, and then what she just got this time was everybody take a shot or everyone drink. So if you're out Ooh. there watching us right now, no matter where you are, even if you're drinking ginger ale and some sodi pop, raise your toast right now to Timo, and let's all give t Timo a toast. Drink to you, Timo. Mm -hmm. Did Thank you, you so create much. that song just yeah. for her? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. She's she's an, she's an amazing one of our patrons and supports the channel. In fact, she sent me this amazing uh, beer glass for my for a wedding present and my uh, wife one that says Queen. So uh, Timo is amazing, our, one of our best supporters. So at least I could do would be create a silly song for her. So uh, so that's that is Timo's <laughs> theme song. So let's get to a, a, some more questions. We got a, f a bunch, a few more. I'm uh, I'm keeping uh, keeping Roar's here way past her bedtime. So the uh, the YouTuber says, "Phil, bro, looking good, bud. Oh, thank you. You're looking good too. I love I love the way your name looks on paper." 
Thanks again for the amazing show. You're my favorite YouTuber by a lot. Bro, I want your opinion on something. Don't you think Game of Thrones is getting weak in terms of writing? I mean, the Lannisters just roll stomping the uh, Tyrells like that. How, how I, I mean, how the fuck? They had a fortified castle. And it's just too fucking easy, man. Just too fucking easy. I think in that situation, they just wanted to yada yada time. Listening to the listening to the after show discussion with uh, Don and Dave, you can, uh, they, they, they actually say it. They go, we were thinking, um, you know, let's just skip that. There's no real need for that. Yeah, we were thinking that. That's basically what they said. I mean, watch it. I'm not making it up. They're, they're exact words where we're like, yeah, let's just yada yada that. So, well, yeah. Did did you hear when they were basically saying, oh, God, I got to find the exact quote. They said something like the Tyrells aren't known for, for, being, for being battle. Yeah. or something. And it's like, dude, OK, one, Renly had one of the biggest armies because of them. Yep. They they had some of the most they had a famous fire there. They had Randall Tarly. Yep. It's just it, it was incredible to me. But I know I know it was because of time and yep. I know we didn't have time for a no. siege. Roris, we but needed we needed time for that Masande Grey Worm scene in the last episode. I we know. did. We needed to, we need to block off time for that. It has to happen. We need good five minutes for that, and we we don't we all also don't have enough story, so we can't do ten episodes. So it's it's good for us that they decided to do this seven episodes because it's not like they had more story to tell. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm actually starting a petition to get more Masande Grey Worm sex scenes. Next season, a whole games. episode. Uh, literally yeah. a whole episode next season should be dedicated to their romance. They do every, every sex position. Yeah. It's it's gonna be amazing. It and it's 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 what's really going to draw more viewers to the show because I know they desperately need more money and more viewers because they're struggling yeah. so much because of the lack of Re eunuch yeah. and former slave sex scenes. Yeah, and, and I think the episode title could be called Scissor. And I, I think, I oh, think that's, that's a wonderful time. We need to get another petition going on yeah, yeah. for, I think see, we got this down. We got I this think down. the we writers, season eight. the writer's room needs us in it is what, yeah, what needs to do. happen. You and me need to, need to like hijack the writer's room. And I think we'll have the best. Okay. All right. We, we could. All right. So we're in the writer's room. All right. So the others attack John, John swing the sword, cut to Masande and Grey Worm scissoring. All right. Yes. Then we cut back to Cersei making some evil plans, then cut back. To, to Tyrion making a cock joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, God, we got this guys, why didn't we have you in the writers' room since the beginning? We got it. We got our job. Give this shit to us now. Okay. So I will quit my job I have now and do this for you, D and D. Let's hire do, me. Hire us now because we know they're watching. So, uh, so SSB SSLB three one three two eight seven says, uh, "Whoo, I love saying that." Uh, did Lady Olena basically say that she thought everything? She that she thought everything happened as it did, meaning she knew High Garden would be a target. Why is it? Why is your fortune essentially unguarded, Lady Elena? Definitely knows the Lannisters are broke. Surprised she didn't bring it up during Tyrion's horrible war planning. Um, I I mean I think ultimately at a certain point in time, Lady Elena kind of was like thought as everyone did in that room that Danny's here. She has dragons. I'm on the right side of the team and probably. I'm gonna link up with the Dornish army. They you know, always I'm going will. back there. I'm going to have more yep. vassals because yep. they're they're afraid of her dragons and yeah, I think she overestimated what Danny would do. Exactly. 
Now, finally, glad Cersei is reverting back to the impulse attitude that we've grown to hate and love. You don't reveal that the twin-cess relationship until the war is won because of implied promises to Euron. If he finds out and doesn't, he knows. He, said he knows. He, oh, man, those jokes he was making. Yeah. Does she like a finger yeah, up the phone? Uh, yeah, he, he has was, been tormenting him yeah, about he's that. He's been tormented. He can't wait to fuck her and have and go, Jamie, I totally fucked your girlfriend, dude. He's, he wants to be that guy. He is that guy. He's the, oh, he's the guy man. to try to somehow get Jamie to stand guard outside the yep. bedroom door. While she does it. While yeah. he fucks her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, C yeah. Come in and watch, Jamie. I want to show you what you can do with two hands. He's going to pull the naked man on her. He's, Cersei's going to come in a room, and Euron's going to be there with his cock in hand, and she's just going to be like, okay, whatever. Uh, you're not blonde, and you're not related, but I guess I can do it. And uh, and I hope I hope that's the final straw for Jamie, if, nothing, if something else isn't, once he... But no, I mean... Jamie's, I'm hoping, I'm fucking hoping. Uh, please uh, don't, okay, anyways, let's continue this. You're on sinking them. You don't uh, keep the mother sand snake alive. I'm a little skeptical. No, the mother's, we'll never see the sand snake again. We'll never see Ilaria again. I'm a little skeptical. No, we definitely won't. Never. People that are thinking that Braun might come and save bad, no, bad pussy. No, is, she'll be no. dead long before he gets back. If you, even the time it takes you, I know we time jump a lot. The time it takes them to go to High Garden and then back, she'll be dead. Yeah. That sand snake yeah. will be long it's dead. It's gone, it's, it's dead. Uh, please let the dragon solve this problem since Danny is worried about innocent people dying. This excuse doesn't exist with Tarly Lannister army in an open field. Would love love Lady Olena pulling the rug from Jamie having have by move by moving the Tyrell gold. She does not know the Lannisters are she does know the Lannisters are broke, so this is such a big stretch. I, I don't think she was prepared for what was going to happen. I don't think the Tyrells in general were prepared for the Lannisters to show up in that situation, so I don't think they had time to make any moves of their gold or anything like that. Now, was Essos and the Iron Bank created by people, and this would be more of a question for Rorst, uh, was Essos and the Iron Bank created by people who would be considered lowborn? Would they really have a hand in Slaver's Bay? That argument Cersei is making seems poorly thought out to me, but I might be wrong about that. So my thoughts, my reasoning on that was either A, the Iron Bank, because they're in Bravos and Bravos doesn't deal with slavery, that either A, the Iron Bank does deal with all the other cities and they do have a hand in slavery. So by extension of I lend my money to a lords in, or some wealthy people in Volantis and then, or Marine or whatnot, and then the slave trade is disrupted, it hurts the bank in some way. So that was my thought for that. Um, maybe he was just, he never admitted that they dealt with slave trades. He just admitted to her, yes, the slave trade has had a downturn. So he also never admitted that the Iron Bank actually did right. he, have a hand in it. He might just be yang her, like being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just letting her play her hand to kind of see better. And it's, that's one of the best tactics to fuck with someone that you don't trust. You just yeah them and make them feel comfortable and then watch them play themselves out. Oh, we got exactly. We got Devin in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see you, the side butthole, Devin. Uh, Red Red Witch said she would meet up with Arya again. When and fucking how? Is that, are they just going to yada yada that in, uh, in the writer's room, going to forget that? Or will Arya and Melisandre meet again, Roris? What do you think? Uh, I kind of hope they meet again in season eight. I, we don't. I won't, we won't see her again in season yeah, seven, I but I kind of hope in season eight she comes back to do something and then, yeah, somehow she dies, perhaps by Arya's hand or with the help of Arya doing something against the others. 
Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with that. I would I would agree. So here we go. I wanted to get into this question earlier, and this is from Timo30. Question for the feedback show. What the fuck is everyone so upset or even focused over the time travel time in the show? If the show does travel logs like the books, there would be 30 plus seasons and X amount of hours of filler. Uh, would people keep watching that? I would. Yeah, this isn't a new thing in media. Come on, people. Some shows are movies. Someone walks out the door to a quick cut of someone walking somewhere else. Isn't it better to focus on the scene itself? Or is it hard to do that and just assume people could be on different timelines one week for us? One week doesn't equal one week for them. Is it really serious to keep bitching about this? Or is it about time to just say fuck it about this? And that was... It's Timo's so that was Timo's Rain of the Night. And I, I would agree with you, Timo. I, I use it more as like a comedic punchline or something, like, oh, the, the warp zones and stuff. It bothered me more in previous seasons where they were more ironclad to a time, time point where it's, it's one sort of rule set one place and it's another rule set everywhere. This season, it's not bothering me at all because they're just, it's just, everything is on fucking mutagen this season and everything is kind of sped up. Uh, everything is taking that, uh, let's bury out that stuff that makes the flash speed. It's the speed, speed, the speed force. Yeah. Speed force. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. dancing in the speed force. But, uh, Roris, yeah. what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. You know, I kind of, I was already prepared for it. Cause I read all the interviews with actors saying things are going to jump a lot, uh, from writers that said, you know, not all the scenes sync up. Certain characters are going to be on other timelines or other points on the timeline. So it doesn't bother me anymore because I realize we're jumping around a lot and that not every location is on the same point in time. So it, it, it does, it has, like you said, it bothered me more in other seasons, but this season, not so much because I, I prepared myself for it. Yep. Basically. Me, me too. I, I just, it's just, it's one of those things that. I just accept as part, as Timo was saying there, I kind of accept as part of television. So let's get into a little bit of a rapid fire to get to some of these last questions that we have. Antoine Thomas said, uh, oh, the in your second message was interrupted with a subway stop. But your question was, why is Sansa hated so much in the show and not so much in the books? What do you think about I that? Think she's, I think she's pretty Me hated too. in the books I think she too. is too. Really? I think she really? is. Because everyone I've talked to that have read the books, and mind you, this has been for a long time uh yeah people aren't too happy with her in the books either and yeah. her latest chapter that was released for the winds of winter i think she seems a little bit better but yeah uh, she's not a very popular well yeah. character not, yeah she's not very popular she's not very popular she's she's on the bottom of most people's character list this is from yeah. ste slur was the original three-eyed raven a barber as well because bran left that tree with a new haircut in season six <laughs> good point i guess that's what he was doing up in castle black for so long you know when everything else is like a speed timeline it's the one one kind of time they broke what i was saying a second ago where bran just took him forever to get from castle black into to winterfell in a few episodes where like everyone was traveling all around and bran still hadn't got to Winterfell, he was getting a haircut. It took a while to, to get that thing together. So, uh, so remember when Tywin, this is from MQ, remember when Tywin only told Cersei about the fact that Castle Rock hadn't produced any gold? Tyrion was no longer acting hand during that time. How would he know that it was worthless now? Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a, did, 
But Elena knew about it too, so perhaps it was common knowledge. And Tywin yeah. said, that, but by that point, and by the time once Tywin dies, it's kind of like all bets are off in that situation. And all Lannister, anyone that used to keep their mouth shut because Tywin was someone they were afraid of, is like, oh, now Cersei and Jaime are in charge? Fuck, I'll, I'm going to fucking bitch about House Lannister all over town. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what happened to the 25,000 troops that Stannis left, Roris? Where'd they go? Oh, did he, did he call me out? Yeah, no, yeah, it's Roris. No. Tell, tell me what happened to the 25,000 troops that, that uh, Stannis left. Tell me! Uh, well, we see that magically a bunch <laughs> of them were killed because of 12 good men. And uh, a lot of them deserted. And then he got to Winterfell and Stannis forgot that he was a master uh, strategy person and that... Quite often, he turned the tides of battles because he was so intelligent, and he just decided to fucking straight charge on Winterfell and not drill any holes in lakes or set up any traps. <laughs> <laughs> D&D really fucking hates Stannis. They hate Stannis. Don't anything yeah. about yada yada. That's my word for the day. It's they yada yada that too. Uh, this is also from Guitar Dude Guy T Mark Osh. That was from the last question, too. I think Bran has smoked too much of the Jojen paste. Do you think that Gendry will make some armor for the dragons? All other dragons had armor in ancient times, so maybe some Valyrian steel for the uh, dragons. That might repel some of the ballista boats, bolts. I think Sam might yet uncover some secrets by copying those ancient scrolls. Okay, for the, the Gendry stuff, uh, we can all, you know, play the Gendry game if we want. But uh, let's let's go to the Sam stuff, because we haven't talked about him yet. Uh, I Do you think that Sam... Uh, do you think that the Archmaester has some clues to how to fight the White Walkers in those sc scrolls? I personally do. Yeah, I really hope that his reward to Sam by saying, you know, copy these scrolls was he was actually giving him scrolls in books that dealt with the others in the Long Night. And it was a reward without letting him know right on that it was a reward, yep. you know? And oh, we got a super chat donation from Leslie. Oh wait, wait, I gotta, I gotta wait. I have, I learned from my mistake. I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to play some music here. So uh, let me, let me play some music. Leslie, thank you so much for the super chat donation. That is awesome of you, Leslie Powell. Five dollars and forty-two cents. I love that number. That's actually a really awesome number. Let's see what you yeah, get. Really like Let's that. see what you get. You get. Oh fuck! You get Phil Drink. Well, you gotta get Phil drink, so let me, I gotta finish my beer right here. We have one more question on the list for sentient questions, and then I see that we have a few text messages, and then we're gonna uh, call this a stream. So if anybody wants to get in for a last-minute phone call, now is the time to call in at 657-383-0370. Don't be afraid. We will both bite you very hard, but it, you'll only hurt for a second. But uh, 657-383-0370 or 781-990-8509 if you want to leave a voice message to get your last minute, uh, last minute uh, comment or voice in on the cast. If not, we're going to get to the last three text messages I see that we have and also one last comment here. So Pete Hagen says, I wonder what the Iron Bank is going to do this season. Do they have an army? Spoiler, the Iron Bank owns the Night King. They've been controlling them the whole damn time, and they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Danny and her meddling kids. I mean, dragons. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think the Iron Bank's uh, role is to play this season, if anything? Or do you think this season, they're just going to kind of be Cersei's toady, or walking around being like, yes, Cersei, <laughs> Uh, are, yeah, are you going to chug that? I was oh, about yeah. to say. Sorry, here you I go. Not, sorry, you sorry. You better not cheat us. 
they paid for that spin. They All did. Right. You saw. You saw it. You saw it. Woo. Um, Woo. I I don't think for a second. So there was the preview of episode four when the banker is kind of smirking. Oh, you're pouring more. Oh, is that a Game of Thrones? Yeah, this was the last. This was my last one in my area. I've, I rode all around. This is the final one. Bend the knee. This is my favorite of the Gang beers that they've had since Three Eyed Raven a few years ago. It's nine percent. It's a honey golden ale. It's uh, very good. Cannot say enough about Gang. I will gladly, you know, send me more Gang now. But uh, it's a, it's a great great beer. And if anyone hasn't gotten and you see it at a local store, 10 bucks to get you one beer. I'm a lightweight, but it gets me really, sh like one one beer gets me exactly where I need to be. So awesome beer. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I tried the wines, the Game of Thrones wines, and they were really good. Yeah, I have the, uh, I have the red. I haven't tapped it yet. Oh, man, you should. They're really good. Um, So I think the Iron Bank basically is just kind of watching to see what happens. And if Cersei did get the gold from Highgarden and gave it to them, they would be happy for a little while. But we know that's not going to happen because no. we know Danny is going to take her dragons and attack and she's not going to bring the golds there. And then the Iron Bank is going to have to make a decision. Who who are we backing now? And hmm, maybe we need to do something to take care of Cersei. Uh, so. uh, Rorst, I think your robot is back in Devin from Atheism Doesn't... Eh, I see Devin, I can't even say it. Atheism is Unstoppable says, Phil, he drinks and he spins things. Yes, that's true. I drink and I spin things. Varys is an agent of the Iron Bank. How does he get the money for the uh, candied plums? Yes. <laughs> How does he do it? Danny's dragons will melt the gold and it'll look like Sam's poop soup, says Iron Throne. Uh, 36 thank you so much, Phil H., for all the love in the live chat. You were fucking awesome, dude. And thank you for joining the Discord, as a lot of people have. If you if you ha don't know what that is already, check it out in the description box below. Join the Discord. Keep the conversation going all week in between epi each episode. You see all people talking pretty much around the clock about Game of Thrones or about just other random stuff. So please join our Discord group. A lot of good vibes there. And uh, the people will always help you out and tell you which direction to go. So uh, so let's see. We got a couple more text messages and then I am going to... Uh, oh, we let's take our phone call. Whoa! Sorry, the music's still playing from the song. Let me shut that off. But we have our uh, we have our first caller, so let's take a caller right now. This is from area code seven five seven. Caller, please say your uh, your name, where you're calling from, and whatever your comment or question is. You are on the air, caller. What's going? Wait, not yet. Now you're on the air. What's going on, caller? Yes, this is Antoine again. This I'm calling. I'm I'm um want to ask this last question to our guest. Um. Arya is is a proven great in the show and looks like she's still stuck in the books. But what is your last thing about Arya? Okay, what what is your opinion about Arya Rorst? Where do you think Arya is going this season? What do you think her story points go from this point on? I think she's definitely going to stay in Winterfell probably for the rest of the season. They're going to have her hanging out with Sansa and Bran. I think there's a reason why she has Cat's Paul in all those promo photos, and we yep. saw Cat's Paul in the books, and she is going to have a role to play in defeating the others and, yeah, beating back the Long Night, basically. But I think for this season, her showing up at Winterfell is pretty much the extent of her plot line. 
Chances of an Arya in Sansa incest scene. Be bluntly honest with me. I don't think you're. I don't think uh, you're. No, yeah, we're not getting that. We're not getting okay. that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe in the future if they can't get other jobs later. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's. I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Why didn't Elena rat Littlefinger out in his involvement with Joffrey's murder? Didn't she tell? Uh, didn't she tell them that their fates were linked and the Tyrells went down? Yeah, I think she was just talking shit to Littlefinger. I think ultimately Lady Tyrell knows that. She's not going to rat someone else out in that moment. She's just going to, she wanted to take all the responsibility in that moment. She wanted all the credit, yeah. basically, of shoving it in Cersei's face as a last fuck you. Yeah, one last huge fuck you. So we got a, yep. cu a couple more texts here and then we'll call this a stream. Do you think Jamie's missing hand will come back as a white and strangled Cersei from Hannibal? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> that would be majestic. That would be the most incredible thing ever. And let's go question and answer. If someone is betraying Danny, could it be Masande looking at the weird exchange with Davos? If not her, very seems too easy. You mean, do, is there a rat in Danny's crew? I don't think there's a rat in Danny's crew. I don't think so either. I think it basically was just Tyrion not being a great military commander. Yeah, yeah. it was showing that how much that Tyrion might be the smartest Lannister, but Jaime, people are giving a lot of credit to Cersei, but I think we did, this is one thing where, again, I wish we had some more time to explore whose idea this was. But and seeing it's it, not Cersei's. It's no, not. It's no, Jamie. Not, yeah, no. it's Jamie is a military. Even though Rob Stark did get the better of him, we haven't really gotten to see this out in play. But Jamie is a good commander, and he does understand how to move troops and how to inspire them and all that. It just happened to be Rob got the better of him in that situation. He learned from Rob and kind of created. Jamie has this urge. Even with throwing, he wants to be the best person to throw a kid out a window. He wants to get pr <laughs> proper arc on that. He wants the kid to go, whoops. Like, like he wants to be the best at what he does. So he's going to take a loss, as he said, and learn from it. This is from Leanna Flynn, joined late. Any thoughts on why Jor is still alive? Perhaps he is Azor high and he needs to kill Danny. Nisa needs a, uh, to bring the Lightbringer and save the world. What other reason could it be? I'll ask you another question. And I think Roris might have said this or someone else said this. I'm echoing someone else's statements here. But why did they even need to give him fucking grayscale? Like, like ultimately, if they were going to end it like this and this easy and Sam does it in a night... In a night, and, I'm, and again, I know a lot of people... Less than 24 hours. It has yep. to be, and I'm quoting, like, it has to be 24 hours because he says, I'm going to kick you out the next day. So it all happened in one fucking night. Sam did what no other fucking maester could do. Sam, because he's fucked, because he knows how to follow instructions and no one else knows how to put the VCR together, apparently. So <laughs> Sam just does. I don't know. It's, it's... I kind of hope that... They did this bullshit miracle cure, and then Jorah goes beyond the wall with John, and then just dies. <laughs> I really hope it's a uh, oh we cured him, and fuck you guys, he's dead now. Atheism, atheism says, did Euron pay the iron price for that mascara? Come on, did he? He needed to pay the iron price. He better have fucking killed someone for that mascara. He better not have yeah. bought that at uh at CVS or something like that. Or, or Hot Topic. Yeah, or, Hot Topic. Yeah, it looks like it's from Hot Topic. So this <laughs> is uh, why is Melisandre going to Valen? What other reason? Uh, uh, and did she foreshadow Varys' death? We talked a little bit about this earlier. I think it's Rorst, one day you're going to die. And it's going to be really awful. See, I'm a prophet. I'm fucking right. <laughs> I'm fucking right. I, so I think it was ultimately something like that. I just got really evil there. I was like, you're going to die. You know what? You're going to die. Everyone in the live chat, you're going to die. 
You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, we're all gonna fucking die. We're gonna be worm food. It's a fact, you know? Like, there's nothing we can do about it. He just, she bit, you're gonna die in the place that you live? No. I, and I love that it was just, ba it wasn't even like in a certain area. It was an entire fucking continent. Yeah, entire fucking continent. On this continent you live on. Jora friend zoned his grayscale. That's what he did. Yeah, that's exactly what he did, Devin. <laughs> Fuck. God, it's about time he friend zoned someone instead of him being friends. Or did he say the grayscale friend zoned him? Because I feel like that would be more likely. <laughs> We're missing, this is the last one, I think. We are missing many good people in Game of Thrones. Do you miss Marjorie Tyrell? And if you're a true fan of Marjorie Tyrell, make a sweet potato pie from Westeros in honor of the late Tyrell family. Who do I miss most on Game of Thrones right now as a character? Barristan. <sighs> yeah, Barristan. I would have liked to see Barristan go out, go out better and, and be involved in more in Daenerys' story and coming back to Westeros and seeing how he interacts. And he would be a good emissary for houses because if he was on Danny's side, he would just, everyone would be like, oh, if Danny, if he believes in Danny, it must be, you know, she must be all right and stuff like that. And I think also he could be a good vessel for her to learn more about her past. So Bar Barristan is a good one. Uh, real Littlefinger, maybe? Not this guy that I see now that's obsessed with Sansa's vagina. Like, I, like a real, like, the, you know, the, putz, not this putz that's getting himself I fucking know. killed. They're just, they did such a bad job with him so far this season. Yeah, and I hate Littlefingers. And even I'm like, come on, mm -hmm. you're better than this Littlefinger. Uh, Hannibal says, Phil, please be, let's go to the live chat for a little bit before we call this. If Cersei told the Iron Bank she would get him the money in golden two weeks, that means the entire military moves on the Lannisters from, uh, from King, from, yeah, from Castle Rock to High Garden, returning the gold to King's Landing took under two weeks. Again, that's a time thing. I think they're just yada yadding time at this point. Hodor, Hodor versus Hot Pie in a sumo wrestling match. Who do you got, Rorst? Oh, Hodor, definitely. Yeah. Will we see Hodor the White this season? I, I really want to, if not this season, next season. And I want Bran to see it and cry. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing for him to finally show emotion. But I'm going to cry because I think at this point it's about time to end this live stream. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this live stream. Roars, thank you so much for joining us tonight. If thank you for having me. It's been a while. You've been... We've been trying to do this for a long yeah. time. Like I, I ended up outside your window with that stereo and I was like, please be on my podcast and playing a song. It was and so romantic. It was. It, was so it, it did. It, and finally I got you. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it was really awesome to talk to you. And I, I do appreciate you being on. Maybe uh, you can be back on in the Walking Dead season. But I also have to say that I think I will be on Roar's channel on uh, season finale day at 430. So uh, you can get, if anyone yeah, wants to Sunday, see more of us. which is the. 27th right yeah i think it's the 27th but uh at like 4 30 eastern standard time yep. on roar's channel i will be there so if you haven't already please subscribe to roar's channel there her her link to her channel is in the description box below check out all of her game of thrones content she's doing a lot of stuff in a lot of places uh so definitely a lot a lot of really she's doing a lot of stuff mm, in a lot of places <laughs> so definitely check that out ozzy five dollars right at the end here does one more super chat donation thank you so much ozzy for the great fucking donation of the super chat, one more spin of the wheel. But no, thank you so much for being on this this uh, this year final. Oh, review commentary. Oh, you roar, Ozzy. You get a review or commentary of your choice. Email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com and uh, and pick anything you want. So super chats are a great way to keep Phil on. Time to finish that beer. Mm. Beer is gone.
beer is gone. We will be on Sunday at 10.30 p.m. right after the episode with myself, Joe, and Katie Crow to talk about the episode. And definitely check out Roar's review right afterwards of the episode, too. Roar, thank you so much for being on tonight. And Thanks uh, for having me. And I will talk to all of you guys next time. Wait, let me, uh, let me, I have to get my little window up here to uh, show, to do all my fucking stupid, um, stupid shilling and stuff if you if you want to help the channel out you can help us out but i know everybody thank you so much and since we listened to it a couple times let's play uh i can play out on uh that song where's my fucking mouse where's that mouse if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video please hit the like button please hit the subscribe button join us for more fun for the rest of the game of thrones season and then afterwards for all new shows and and all more fun and uh have a good week everybody I'll be, oh, actually, I'll be on tomorrow afternoon at 12.30 p.m. for my reaction to the trailer, so check that out. Talk to you guys next time. Music was supposed to play. Now it's playing. Later. Grab your sword and shield. It's a stolen horse is real. Snow.